We are recapping a second straight victory against Michigan State. And then we're going to talk about, is this defense back? Are they for real? And finally, the gem of the offense this season on Locked On Golden Gophers. You are Locked On Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Uh, Golden Gophers. it turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. My name's Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. And we've got some stuff to talk about from this weekend because the Gophers dominate and they get a win 27 to 12 in a relatively comfortable victory that they were showing they were firing on all cylinders or at least most cylinders it was a fairly good game for the Gophers we're going to break it all down today on the positives what we learned and also some impressive things that we can take with us moving forward so if you want all that Gophers information on the daily notice then be sure to hit subscribe over on YouTube so you don't miss any of this information moving forward or follow us wherever you get the podcast at Locked on Golden Gophers now let's talk about this win because Minnesota wins 27-12 versus Michigan State and largely, it's it was a complete game. And they definitely had some great moments, but it wasn't without faults either. There were some moments, some takeaways that we have to still clean up moving forward. But it was enough to get the job done. Now, Minnesota started this thing off pretty ugly. That's where the bad comes in. That's where the parts where you got to clean it up comes in was right from the get-go. Because on the second play of the entire game for the Gophers, they fumble the ball. They give it to Michigan State, and it looks like, man, oh man, what are we doing? Now, that was a line for our predictions episode over under how many times you would say, what are we doing? And we set the line at three and a half, and I'm going to tell you, in that first half, I definitely said it more than three times. So that was a smash over. I don't know. If you were listening, you probably would have took the over as well. But Minnesota gifted Michigan State six points from the get-go off of two fumbles and the only positives I will take from those is that the defense stood strong they held Michigan State in both situations where they were in friendly field position and they still only gave up two field goals so that was huge that prevented it from being back breaking mistakes and in fact Michigan State probably wouldn't have scored the entire first half if you don't turn those two balls over So the Gophers held their defensive poise, and that was great. But the beginning stretch for the offense in this game was not so great. You're talking about the first five drives. Fumble, fumble, punt, punt, missed field goal. That's your first five offensive drives. It took way too long for this Gophers team to get it going. But once they did, it got a little better. It got quite a bit better. So the first five drives were ugly, but somehow Minnesota was able to respond after that with their final two drives of the first half. And they were able to even take the lead heading into halftime after their last two drives ended in a field goal and then a touchdown. Now, overall, 
I think Ethan Kellogg man has had a pretty good game as a passer. He we're still, you know, two there were still two or three throws where it's like, oh, you can't do that, or oh, he forced it, or and it on one of them, they made us pay, plain and simple. They had an interception. But the vast majority of the game, I think he was great in his decision making. He had pretty good placement with most of his passes. So things are trending in the right direction. We talked about heading into this game on our prediction show that I thought he would be over 200 yards for this game and that it would be a game where it feels like he is starting to make those connections and bounce back, put things together like we saw against Wisconsin. Now, I do think there were moments of that. I truly do. But the second half, we didn't really pass the ball anymore, so it's hard to really get to that full point. And he got exactly to 200 yards, but not quite over. Regardless, it was a step up in the right direction. Now, the in, the interception, like I men, mentioned, and two other plays where it was kind of predetermined and forced, one to Daniel Jackson, one to Brevin Spanford, it looked like as soon as he snapped the ball, he knew where he wanted to go with it, and he kind of just threw it up that way regardless of who was there. Those three plays were the only three plays that I was like, I would no, you can't do that. You can't do that in those situations. Now, luckily, two of them weren't too bad. It wasn't a turnover or anything like that. One of them was a first forced turnover while we were driving, heading into the red zone. You can't do that. So he still has things to clean up and work on, but 13 for 18 in the first half for 191 yards and a touchdown. Definitely not bad, especially the second to last drive where he really started to put it together. Eight total plays, four of those plays being passes, 83 yards, and a touchdown. So his connection with Daniel Jackson is only getting stronger, but seeing life from Corey Crooms and Brevin Spanford again was much needed, and hopefully those connections continue to keep growing. Now, he mentioned in the presser after the game that he has trust in Brevin Spanford, and that he even mentioned he, he's been there since Athan took his first start against Penn State, and he was his first true completion at that Penn State game. So overall, you he said, we know what Brevin Spanford can do. He said that he can be a difference maker for this team and things hadn't been going his way, but he's proud of the way that he's been responding. And overall, we know who he can be moving forward. And so this game was great for him to get going. And I agree full heartedly. But there's still fans, there's still some media out there that are ready to write off our quarterback, our tight end, and all these other players because they don't do it exactly how they want as a fan. Look, it's going to take progression. We've talked about it. It's a young team. We've talked about they're fighting through young mistakes where they've shot themselves in the foot. But I'm telling you right now, if you're writing off the quarterback, I think you're making a very likely mistake. The improvements are showing. The consistency and the decision-making are improving, including in the second half. Instead of forcing passes in the later ones, he forced that interception. It was the last pass attempt that they had, but there were pass dropbacks still in that game. But rather than forcing the ball into dangerous coverage, he he kept the ball, he ate it, and he took off for scrambles that ended up being huge first downs in the moments that they happened. So overall, the improving improvement in decision-making is happening. And with his third offensive coordinator in as many years, we are now starting to finally see some things click together with this offensive coordinator, Greg Harbo, at the helm, especially when they play in the up-tempo-like style like we saw in that final drive of the first half. So it seems like that's an environment that Ethan tends to thrive in, where he doesn't have to think, but he can get quick decision-making, where he can just play natural. And that's when you start to see all these 
really good passes and really good placements, and he's just getting a rhythm going. So hopefully the Gophers will start to add more of those concepts in on a game-to-game basis because we saw that versus Wisconsin. He was wheeling and dealing. We saw it in the beginning of the bowl game last year. He was wheeling before he ended up getting injured, and then we just saw it again in this Michigan State game. So hopefully we can start to see more of it moving forward because he tends to thrive in those environments. Now, my only complaint on the passing game side before we move to the number one player of this week, my only complaint is that we have passed, abandoned the pass game in half two with only four total attempts. Now, there was a large reason why, and I get it, because the success of Giorgio Newbin was absolutely there. Newbin and the O-line were dominating in the second half, wearing Michigan State out, so I get why. That being said, it may also have been the perfect opportunity to keep building the momentum and the confidence of the pass game with how it was working to close out the half with the weapons that we hadn't really seen making those connections they were starting to so to get that offense gelling and going it could have been a great opportunity but regardless they ended up with the dub and they ended up with a huge moment for them Jordan Newbin I would be absolutely insane if I didn't bring up Jordan Newbin, the fifth string running back, walk on, convert from safety to running back. It doesn't matter. He got his opportunity and he literally ran away with it. Uh, He had 40 attempts, 204 yards, and two touchdowns. Now, there is something different about that name, Newbin, and the bloodline that those boys have because they just get it done. They work. They work hard, and they grind for it. And his brother, future early round draft pick, Tyler Newbin, safety for the team, star safety in that. Flat out was the first one to give him credit, first one to give him love, say he is the most talented Newbin in the family, and he was just excited to be there for it. And that moment and stuff like that is what he came back for specifically. The moment that those two got to share on Saturday was absolutely beautiful. So mad props to Jordan Newbin for absolutely balling out. Mad props to uh, the running back coach in Nick McKissick-Luke, who had every one of these young guys ready to answer the bell when called upon through injuries. And then credit to Newbin also, uh, Jordan Newbin. The vision was there. He always was falling forward. He was getting through missed. He was forcing missed tackles, especially as he went on. It felt like the first few, he wasn't, you know, through the first maybe 12 attempts. We weren't really seeing missed tackles forced, but it looked like he was only getting stronger and better and better with every single touch. He was putting it together. So this game was absolutely a where you remember where and when you words are hard here. You remember exactly when it was and where you were for this game when it happened. It will forever be remembered as the Jordan Newbin game. Props to him and so much more, but we're going to talk about this defense. That's what's coming up next, and we got to talk about is it for real and is it back? First, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Athletic Brewing because now is the time for your Game Changer of the Week brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. And much like Jordan Newbin, Athletic Brewing Company has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. The non-alcoholic beers that they make actually taste good. And Jordan Newbin is this week's Game Changer of the Week because he had 204 yards and two touchdowns coming up When all of the injuries were stacking up, Jordan Newman said, I got you. Let's do this. So Athletic Brews is the real deal. Their brews are great tasting and award-winning. 
and they've actually beat out full-strength beers in global competitions. So they have all sorts of variety for you. If you're a person who's like, you know, I don't want to drink alcohol, but I did like the taste of certain different drinks, they have non-alcoholic brews of 50 styles and more of craft non-alcoholic beers, including IPAs, Goldens, Sours, and much, much more. And the best part of it all, in my opinion, is no hangovers. No hangovers whatsoever. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-athletic brews at a store near you or buy online. And first-time customers get 15% off your first online order by using promo code LOCKDOWN. So go to uh, athleticbrewing.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, at checkout for 15% off your first online order. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Athletic Brewing Company and athleticbrewing.com and near beer exclusions and conditions apply. And I also would be remiss if I didn't mention our friends over at eBay Motors because they have you covered when it comes to your ride or die. They've got over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, your vehicle that is, and you will always be covered. That's more than the players within the transfer portal. That's how you know they've got depth and they've got a lot of talent with their parts and pieces. So you're going to want to definitely check them out over at ebaymotors.com because they have everything you need to maintain your vehicle. Level it up to peak performance. They've got superchargers, roof racks, LED headlights, exhaust kits, and much, much more. So whether you're into speed, power, or style, they've got you covered. And with eBay Motors, you are burning rubber, not cash. And on top of it all, the best thing in my opinion is that they have the eBay guaranteed fit. So as long as you see that green check mark for the part, you know it is guaranteed to fit your vehicle or your money back. They've got you covered. They've got you protected. And with all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home the dub. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And eBay Guaranteed Fit is for U.S. customers only. All right, so we're diving into, is the defense for real again? Because they finally cracked into the top 50 again in all the major defensive categories. You're looking at the team that is 30th in run defense, 47th in pass defense, 32nd in total defense, and scoring defense, they're 46th. Now that is with. Minnesota giving up 52 points and 432 yards to Michigan. That game alone could be damaging for the totals in those four major statistical categories. But then on top of that, you've got North Carolina where you gave up 519 yards and 31 points. And then the embarrassing outing against Northwestern where you had a fourth quarter collapse, gave up 37 total points and 492 yards. Those three games together should have any defense in the 80s or higher when it comes to national rankings but somehow the gophers have found a way scrapped and put games together especially lately to clean it up and get into the top 50 in all categories and they're still climbing and trending towards it being a top 25 top 20 defense when it's all said and done so overall those three defensive atrocities, and yet Minnesota is still climbing in, in the rankings defensively, that is impressive in its own right. And even in the Northwestern game, it took a terrible collapse. The North Carolina game, 100 of those yards and a touchdown that came up in the very end of the game and some garbage cleanup work. This Minnesota defense 
has had a lot of strong moments. They've had a lot of glaring holes too, but it seems like they're starting to get that confidence back. They're starting to put it together. And the young players who are making mistakes, those are starting to get cleaned up and it's starting to be confidence moving forward. So overall, I think that this Gophers team is showing a lot of promise. Three of their last four games have been very successful on the defensive front against Louisiana, against Iowa, and against Michigan State. Now, Tyler Newbin said after the last game in the presser that the defense has changed their perspective over the bye week, and they're working on a play-to-play basis. You can't move forward than the first play that you are in. We're not looking through the first quarter. We're not looking through the first half. We're not looking through that game. It is play to play mentality. And that mentality has been showing a lot and showing well for these Gophers in the last couple games. But the most impressive stat that this defense has going together has been the turnovers forced. Minnesota has forced turnovers in every single game this year except for the Michigan matchup. Minnesota is actually tied for 18th in the country with 15 turnovers gained. And this Gophers team has also been improving on the pressures. Last year, we couldn't get the sacks to the quarterback. In fact, we had 19 total sacks in 13 total games. But at this point, currently, eight games in the season, we already have 16 sacks, and that's averaging two sacks per game. And I have a feeling The Gophers are going to keep that trend going as they get into this Illinois game, which has the quarterback who has been sacked some of the most in the entire country. So that should tee it up for this Gophers team to continue to improve in that department. So if I told you that 15 impact players on this defense who have played 185 plus snaps, only five of those are guaranteed to not be back next year. That's Tyler Newbin, Kyler Baugh, Chris Collins, Trey Jones, and Ryan Selig. Now, three of those are starters, and the other two are heavy rotational players, but it shows you that this defense could be even better next season with younger players returning, with massive experience under their belts, and then maybe guys like Jack Henderson and Justin Wally coming back for another year. You're already seeing some of these younger players put it together. Your Maverick Bernowskis, your Devin Williams, your Anthony Smith, Devin Eastern, all these guys are getting better and better as the season goes on. They're getting more confident. They're making less errors, and it is really showing for this defense. So if you take that and you add in some bets like Jalen Logan Redding, like Danny Strigow, Ja Joyner, Cody Lindenberg, all back with it, this defense is shaping up for the back half of the season but also for a 2024 where things are going to get more and more difficult as the Big Ten expands. So you're looking for that core to really continue to shed light and shine in this back half of the season. But then as we go towards next year, hopefully some younger players will start to put it together behind the scenes and get ready to take a leap and a shot with opportunities in the spring. So the Gophers are still in this thing right now. They're in the West contention. They're in the thick of things. And that Northwestern game could come back to bite us, but not quite Yet, as long as Iowa wins one more game, the Gophers could have their fate in their hands. And a lot of that is due to the defense we've seen so far. And yet this defense could be getting even more dangerous with more experience moving forward. Now, like I said, Minnesota will take on Illinois next, the Fighting Illini, and this defensive line should be licking their chops with that Illinois offensive line because they have given up 31 sacks so far this year, which is ninth worst in the entire country. But 
we're going to move away from the defense and wrap this one up with an offensive gem, the greatest gem of the offense this season, in my opinion, which is Daniel Jackson. And I'm going to break it down to you why you should be absolutely thrilled and excited moving forward for Daniel Jackson. That is what is coming up next. First, a quick word to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. If you like daily fantasy sports, then Prize Picks is the place to be. You can test your skills on Prize Picks this football season, and now the NBA season has began as well. And it's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. And withdrawals are quick, easy gameplay, and you just look at an enormous selection of stat and players to that types in which prize picks has you just pick over or under. It's that simple. And it's what makes prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Simply press over under on stat tools and stat totals, and you can win 25 times your money. NBA lines I'm looking at for tonight that I think could absolutely kick off. Three of them for you. Ben Simmons, seven assists. I would absolutely smash the over. He hasn't been under Eight assists so far in his first two games, and he has been looking to distribute before he looks to score. So absolutely take that one. Derek White, 12 and a half points. I would take the over on that one. He has been balling. He even led the Celtics in scoring in their matchup against Miami. I think he'll continue to be in that 15 to 20 range on most given occasions. And then finally, Jimmy Butler, I would take the five and a half rebounds over as well because Jimmy is just an all-over player who constantly has to get rebounds and push the floor. So those are the three I would take. Prizepicks.com slash lockdown. You can go there and use promo code lockdown college for a first time deposit match of up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com slash lockdown college. Prizepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, Gophers fans. So our last topic of the day is Daniel Jackson, and he has been the greatest gem of the offense in my opinion now we talked we I talked with him in heading into the fall camp and he talked to us about the little details and the setups when watching players like OBJ Cooper Cup Stefan Diggs and how they create separation and then you enter the season and from game one you could see the special moments with Daniel Jackson and him putting it all together and you have seen him create that elite separation and amazing grabs and some of them haven't even counted or he's been missed on open opportunities. In North Carolina, he'd created separation, but we couldn't get it to him. <clears throat> In that Nebraska game, before the toe drag swag touchdown, there was a play like one or two plays prior in which he almost had a different toe drag swag touchdown. He has been out of his mind, and it absolutely shows. And we, it shouldn't be too much of a surprise that he is the leading wide receiver in this room because as we mentioned in our position breakdowns back on August 16th, in preseason, that we believed he would lead this team in targets, receiving yards, and how did he do it moments. I have that firsthand, and I even shared that clip on Twitter yesterday. So if you need the proof, or if you can go on Twitter and see that, or you can head on over to our episode on August 6th and see verbatim that you shouldn't have been surprised by that. But regardless, that being said, Daniel Jackson has done all of that, and he has been extremely ex impressive because I thought this offense was going to be passing more because of its personnel and because of the quarterback we had. I thought we were going to be passing the ball and having more passing attempts, but that hasn't been the case. And apparently I'm just foolish thinking and buying into that with the Coach Fleck offense, unfortunately. But only six teams in the entire country have had less pass attempts than the Gophers. That's Air Force, Navy, 
Army, again, the Armed Forces Academies, classic, Liberty, Nebraska, and Alabama. That's right. Alabama has less passing attempts than the Gophers right now. But even with that said, Daniel Jackson's current Big Ten ranks, receiving yards, fourth in the Big Ten with 507, touchdowns, third in the Big Ten with six in receiving touchdowns, and receptions, he is fifth with 36. Now, I truly believe that he is just getting started because he already has 67 targets on the season. I believe that's one more than he saw in the entire season last year combined. So, at least two of the matchups, the last two of our matchups, he's seen 13 and 11 targets. So his targets are just getting more and more and higher and higher. And Minnesota is finding its connection with AK-8 and Daniel Jackson. And with the running game working so well, I think that's going to keep defenders true. And Jackson will be seeing a healthy amount of openings through play action, through quick routes like we've seen. And then you add in his route running and he's going to continue to find open plays. So Daniel Jackson, even in a limited passing offense, could find himself as a top three or four receiver in the Big Ten by the year's end. Now he isn't catching Maserati Mart because that dude's just playing on a different level, a different world. But Ohio State also passes the ball a lot more. So it's going to be hard for him to get up into that category, of course. But besides him, Isaiah Williams and Keandre Lambert-Smith are who slightly ahead of him in receptions and receiving yards. Only 60 yards in like five receptions or so. So he can get there. He can get to that top three, top two in the Big Ten when it comes to receiving statistical categories. And that is extremely impressive. He's also only two touchdowns behind Roman Wilson, who was second in the Big Ten. So although it isn't to the level most fans want, the passing game is improving, which only bodes well for Daniel Jackson. We could be looking at an all-Big Ten team receiver here in 2023. So enjoy that. Enjoy how he has absolutely been living up to the expectations and then some. Because I remember at this point in the spring, we were talking about, man, Daniel Jackson just looks more and more confident. He looks like he's ready to be the dude. And now he's making me look smart. And now he's out there balling. And I am just so excited for Daniel Jackson as he continues to progress forward. That's going to do it for us on today's episode of Lockdown Golden Gophers. Tomorrow, we will turn the page getting ready for Illinois week. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss the breakdown information as we head towards, hopefully, another victory. I'll see you again tomorrow. Row the boat, Sky Umago Gophers. And as always, don't forget to subscribe.